Hey, Peter. Hey, what's up? It is our last recording session in the pod suite. Are you going to oh. cry, buddy? You going to cry? This is, this is a tear of joy and a tear of sadness. It's, yeah. We call that bittersweet. It's an emotional day here. It is. I hope our new place has drop ceilings. <laughs> drop two ceilings. Oh. <laughs> I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Music, jazz, explain. Oh, Peter. I added in yeah, music. Yeah, I love it. I, I, love, was, I was about to screw up, to be honest. I love the tagline. <laughs> so uh, it is Wednesday today, and I know that we've been kind of sleeping on this feature the last few weeks, but we do have a speak pipe, by the way. We have... Is this dueling duets? No, that nope. was something else. We're not doing that anymore. No, we're we? not going to do that anymore, <laughs> but we do have a voice message from Yaw. If dueling you, dope tracks. That's what it was called. The dueling did, tracks of dopeness. Dueling, dueling. You know what's interesting about that? Okay. The reason we forgot about that is so because, sorry, y'all. <laughs> no, it's because we put it out there and then we stopped doing it because we didn't understand it. <laughs> but you know what? We didn't get well, like any kind of like feedback and oh, where what happened to do- no nothing. Not a single email. <laughs> not a. Note. They didn't say they hated it, but they didn't say they loved it. They didn't say anything. It was, that's actually the worst. That is the, the worst. The worst is when it just totally unnoticed that it was there and unnoticed that it was gone. And we're going to bring back dual. Uh, I just have to figure out what it what what the heck it is. Dueling, we were so excited about. There was that. like a theme involved. We should try to go find dueling, that episode. Do, wait, what was it called? Dueling, dueling tracks of dopeness. No, that's not what it was called. It was exactly that's what it was called. Clunky AF. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Dueling tracks of dopeness. So in other words, we're happy to be back on Speak Pipe Wednesday. That's something we can wrap our heads yeah. around. If you want to leave us a voice message, go to youllhearit.com. No apostrophe, youllhearit.com, and leave us your Speak Pipe. There's a, Apost- a, How would you ever put an apostrophe in a URL? That's exactly... That, uh, some people have tried. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have to tell people that. Well, we I just a, did. We have a very smart audience. I have faith in our something you might be interested in. An it apostrophe is. is not something I'm interested in. Know. Okay. I'm going to fix that for you right <laughs> now. Thank you, Harry. Please fix that. Uh, so we've got a, a really great question here from y'all. Hello, Adam and Peter. Uh, I have hopefully what is a quick question. Um, I have, I think I have a decent ear, understanding of harmony. Um, I can improvise super basic. Um, you know, I know scales and all the technical stuff that's just how my brain works but what i am kind of struggling with now is just basic technique and specifically hand independence so like playing a bass line in the left hand and then improvising with the right or you know spreading uh, a chord out between the two hands and then improvising with you know the three little fingers on the right hand um just elevating my technique to kind of catch up with the uh you know the theory and stuff that i know um i'm just looking for help with just translating what's in my head to my fingers so if you have any suggestions i'd appreciate it thanks bye it's a great question, y'all, and it's one that we get asked a lot. Yes, actually. I've asked it quite a bit in my life. How do how do you get better hand independence and technique with that kind of stuff? Yeah, and especially the last thing he said is like, how do you get the ideas from your mind? Yeah, you know, like that's the gig, actual, man. That that is the gig, yeah. and so it's like t- the technique. I think I love kind of having a all inclusive 
definition of, of technique in, in that being everything that we need to do as mm-hmm. musicians to get our a story out in musical form to the world. Yeah, people like, that's think it's what just playing is. fast. Right, chops. people think it's, it's just not. playing fast. And that's, yeah. you know, just like a story, if you're only telling fast stories, that's going to get boring quickly. It's like, totally. how's your technique on, on, on ballads? How's, ear training is part of technique. Totally. It's totally, because Absolutely. that is part of the process of getting the ideas out. And so I love that, I'm, I'm sorry, what is this gentleman's name? Yaw, Y-A-W. Y'all. Yeah. Maybe he was saying this question is for y'all. Okay. I don't know. Y'all. Okay. That's uh, an interesting technique you just <laughs> utilized. Peter. That could be his. Um, he didn't say that, though. That could be his initials. It could. Well, no. The, yeah, it Yvonne could be. Allen Winchester would be a <laughs> y'all. <laughs> it would be. It looks like a name that he put y'all. in. But, okay. Uh, and that's what we're going to go with. We're going to go with that. Uh, so, But I, I like that I, I, the last thing that he said, that y'all said, was really the key to it like and so it's not to be overwhelmed by all these different things but to know because i think that even if you think about what is technique and you dedicate time to practice if you're more inclusive of it like i say ear training is part of technique then you don't have to get just caught up on your hands because yeah of course we're pianists so our hands are important if you're a trumpet player then your embouchure, your mouth is important, and your right hand's important. I guess your left hand's not really because well, it kicks the slide out to play in. That's tune. important, but yeah, but it's. I'm gonna say you're not worried about independence of the hands if no. you're a trumpet player. That's not a big part of your thing. But if you're a drummer, you're worried about independence of the hands and the feet. Hello, hello. A little bit on the piano too with pedals. We yeah, don't, we don't talk enough about pedal technique. Um, but these are all parts of technique. So I think that you know how do you, how do you get your you know if Yao feels like his technique is not to the level of his theoretical understanding, the most basic thing to do is to spend more time on improving your technique and probably less time on your theoretical and yep. analysis, you know. Not to say that you abandon that and depend you know, sometimes we have an un, a misunderstanding of what our actual levels are. It's very hard to be objective about oneself. Yeah. So without a, like a full evaluation, it's hard for me to tell. But I do think we can have a if you're self aware as a musician, you can have a feeling for that. But what I'm so surprised when I meet a lot of musicians that are very self-aware of kind of their strengths and weaknesses. But then when I ask them, you know, tell me about your typical practice routine. And so somebody that's like, well, you know, I feel like I'm really good on my theory, but my ears aren't any good. And then I'm like, tell me your practice routine. And everything they're doing is like theory and analysis. I was like, well, how much did you work on ear training today? Well, I didn't really know what to do. Well, that's what you got to find out. Yeah. But you've got to like go after it like a dog to a bone and be like, I'm going to spend the time. I'm not going to spend the time practicing stuff I feel good about. I'm going to really be disciplined and spend the time on, in this case, technique. Yeah. You know, there's no secret to this. There's no shortcut. Uh, when asked about... Wait, that's kind of a shortcut. Will you listen to me, man? That's not a shortcut. What? <laughs> what? To spend time doing what you're wanting to get better at? <laughs> but, but, but that's to not replace, a hack, though. No, but to replace what you are... You know, the, replace the time. Like, look, everybody has... What's the most you can practice in one day? 24 hours. 24 hours, right? And most people have to sleep and eat and do other things. So whatever time you have... You're stealing time from the thing you need to be working on anytime you're practicing and on I'm spending time practicing things that you already know. But some people need to hear this though, Peter, that like you don't get better at things that you don't work on. Our brains need you to put right. a spotlight on it for them to pro- for our brains to process it in a unconscious and subconscious way so that you're not thinking about it, right? right. So anything that you're having problems with, like I'm I'm always I always go back to when uh, we've done live streams with Jeffrey Keezer, who's notoriously a two-handed pianist. Anything he can do with his right hand, he could do with his left hand yeah. in almost an annoying fashion. Right. Because he's so separate together, yeah. independent or not independent. And so he gets asked all the time, hey, how do you how do you have such evenness between your left and right hands? And he always says very earnestly, <laughs> I just practice whatever I do in my right hand in my left hand. 
so simple, right? And then people and, ask the next question. Yeah, Wait, like, how can I do it easier? Though? Yeah, how can I? Is it what is there a, a trick to that or something? <laughs> no, you literally just have to do it. So y'all, so like if you are having problems with hand independence, you're having problems comping underneath your right hand. You have to spend time working on your left hand comping, and you can literally just start with just your left hand with a metronome or with a backing track, just left hand alone comping for what would be an imaginary right hand line yeah right and then you can practice putting together right until you can get more and more complicated same thing uh with the other with the other uh if you want to lay down a chord and then do things with you know Fre- a la fred hirsch ever heard of him you know in your upper part of your right hand you can practice that by but you have to spend time whatever it is your brain needs the spotlight on it right for as many hours as you can devote to it as peter was saying and that's the only way you're gonna do it i'm telling you it's not a hack peter it's not a hack no no no. but i'm just saying it, it yeah okay so maybe uh, let's assume Yao is willing is already spending time or willing, but the question is more about like these specific things. So let's give a few more specific things, say for hand independence that are fruitful yeah. in our experience to practice. I would say the uh, there's some classical pieces, very simple pieces. I always like to recommend because it's easy to find. It's at the beginning of the book, Bach Invention, two part invention number one. Is that uh... no? No, that's a good one too, though. What what is that? Mozart. Oh. But isn't it? It's F, yeah. Well, that was A. Oh. I actually don't know. It's not F. Is it A? I think it's A. That sounds right. Sounds very Viennese. Um, (laughs) Viennese. I don't know what that is. Um, (laughs) It's a sausage, I believe. (laughs) Vienna sausage? (laughs) Um, Wiener schnitzel. Um, Look out. What were we just talking about? Oh, yeah. So the Bach invention number one. Fantastic. I mean, just play the right note. Exactly, exactly. And these are great. If that's easy for you, then you've already got some pretty good independence of the hands. Go yeah. on to the next one. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, The three-part inventions. There's, like, basically, it's kind of hard. Sorry about that. It's kind of hard to practice... Like true independence of the hands at jazz, you can do it. One thing he mentioned um, was bass lines, so that might be like, okay, totally. I'm going to spend five minutes on C blues. Yep, so important, by the way. And no, notice, I'm not walking a bass line. If you can do that, that's fine. But most people need to start with maybe even a whole note. There's nothing wrong with it. And by the way, because yeah, all you got to do is practice something that your hands are doing two different things. Exactly, and you have to do this practice if yeah. you want to get good at it. You can't just think about it. You can't just try to conceptualize it. You have to act on it, and you have to put it in your routine. Yeah, and I mean, the thing is, like, de- decide what way you're going to do whatever you're going to do. Make it simpler than you need to do. People yeah. are always practice stuff that's too hard for them, and that's just not a great. It's very much. I think I, I'm not a weightlifter, but I have a friend who's doing weights on all the time, and it's like. They're not spending most of their time with the heaviest bench press. They'll do that once and put that on Instagram, of course, because they yeah. want. But they're doing a lot of weights that are like below their pay grade, right. that are easy for them, but a lot of different repetitions. And it's the same thing. If you want to be able to play with really good independence, you have to take something that's very simple for you to play and then slowly build it up. So it's like, but you want to do it in a disciplined way. So I hear people doing like, they're going to play half notes. Got it. 
to stick with see, it. Look, you're you got to stick with it. You, see, so they're already doing it. And then that might have said, well, no, that sounded good. But I anticipated, which is showing that I'm linked up. I'm not playing independent. Your hands so are, are dependent on each other. Yeah, you got to work on that. And so then you have to challenge yourself by doing a lot of anticipations with your right hand, maybe even talking while you're walking. Talking while you're walking is good. But I, one more thing on this kind of restrictive practice that you're talking about. One of the reasons why this is important, you know, is because, and for anybody w- trying to work on hand independence or something like this, is so sometimes like a lot of people ask us like, what's the most efficient way to get to this, whatever. Like you actually don't want the most efficient way. You want the way that it's going to make you learn the deepest and that takes problem solving. So you have, yeah. you have music inside of you, you know, that you're trying to get out. Right. So that's your goal. And you like the, the act of you figuring it out and sometimes in what could seem like an inefficient manner is actually really good for your growth. Like that, that problem solving that you have to do. Okay. Like what do I have to do to, okay. They say I have to do this. Right. Yeah. There's no like, oh, if I just do this for this prescribed time and I efficiently get to here, then I'll get to the next step or whatever. Like you having to figure it out, you having to like be in a little bit of uncertainty in the muck and decide which way you want to go. That's part of growing. That helps you to grow in all these other areas. So really embrace that dissonance. Yeah. And I, th- I think a fun thing about this, too, like I say, the restrictive practicing does not need to be it shouldn't be something that has you on edge that you're messing up that's really difficult. It should be simple, easy, not necessarily effortless. You want to be engaged and you should need to be engaged, but it shouldn't be like, you know, so hard that your success rate is low. It's like going out for a run, but at, you know, your heart rate like is elevated, but you can still talk to somebody. It's an easy run. It's an easy run. So you want to engage, you want to be sloppy, but it should be kind of fun practice actually because you're you're succeeding at it. If your success rate is like below 80, 90%, on what you're trying to do within your restrictive practicing, you need to make it easier. Slow I mean, it down. Listen, we're talking about practice. We certainly about are. Not a, game, nope. not a game. Not a game. Not a game, game. game is the time to play fast. We're talking about practice. Man, thank you so much for the question. Y'all. It's a great question. And like I said, it's one we get all the time around here. Hey, Peter, you know what? what? If we, people Wait, know- hold up. See, I, I noticed you do this. You say it's a great question, but we get it all... All the, all the time around here. That's a little bit of a backhanded compliment. See? I see what you're doing there. What do you mean? I see you, Adam Manis. What are you talking about? YouTube star. Sorry, what? <laughs> I don't get it. What are you saying? <laughs> well, you're saying it's a great question, which is like, that's a great, unique, solitary, like, we don't, you know, like, that stands on its own. But we get a lot. It's very common. Well, it is a common concern, but actually the way that y'all... Dude, I'm messing with you. Okay. I thought it was funny. Okay, thank God. I was going to have to... <laughs> I thought it was funny, then I told my joke to you. <laughs> I'm going to fix that for you right now. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Peter, where would someone go if they wanted to leave us a speak pipe? I think we already mentioned speakpipe.com. this. Speakpipe.com. Speakpipe.com. No, they doesn't <laughs> seem like the place they would go. They would go to youllhearit.com. No apostrophe. Oh, my God. What about underscore? Your underscore. underscore. No, and you don't have to capitalize anything. <laughs> but you can. You don't even have to put in, in most browsers, www. But you should. But you should. No, you should actually start with HTTP. Colon and what is the backslash backsplash backsplash? What's backsplash. the what's the name of the site, Peter? You'll hear it dot com. Oh, till tomorrow, you'll hear it dot com. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs>